Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week four, day five of our study of Esther. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Esther 4, 12 through 17. Well, welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God? Speak to us, touch us with the knowledge of you today. We want to encounter you through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Esther 4, starting in verse 12. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. I want to pause right there. Mordecai, remember, Esther said, no one is allowed to go to the king unsolicited. And if you do, unless he's in a good mood, he's going to put you to death. And, and she tells Mordecai, I haven't been asked to go in and see him in 30 days. And again, I said yesterday that I, I think the implication is that it's been less and less frequent because he's moved on from her. And so she's saying, I don't think it's going to go well for me, Mordecai. I can't go in and see him. Mordecai says, don't think that, that because you're in the palace, that they're going to spare you, especially if you have fallen out of favor with the king, they're going to come and they're going to, they're going to find out you're a Jew. They're going to take you and they're going to kill you. This is the decree for every single Jew, Esther, not only you, but you and everyone in your family, all of your extended family, Esther, right? You and your entire family father's household. Your parents are already dead, but you've got, you've got maybe brothers and sisters. You've got cousins. You've got all sorts of people in your family here, Esther. They're all going to be put to death. Even if you escape, everyone else in your family is going to die. That's what Mordecai is telling Esther. And then he says this very interesting thing. He says, but if you remain silent, you, you and everyone you love is probably going to die, but the Lord will bring someone to save us. I love Mordecai's confidence. He says, I will probably die. You will probably die from this. I think what Mordecai is probably thinking is the people in Susa, all of us living here, we're probably not going to escape this. We don't have the support structure. It's not going to happen here. But in Israel, where everyone is, in Jerusalem, the Lord's going to save them. Mordecai has absolute confidence that the Lord's going to save them. And maybe all of the rest of the Jews throughout the diaspora, maybe Mordecai's thinking he's going to save them. He's not going to let us be completely destroyed. The Lord will not let us be annihilated. Mordecai understands that the Lord has brought judgment against his people, but he's done it because he loves the Jews because he's chosen them for a destiny and a purpose. And the Lord is not going to let them be annihilated. They weren't annihilated then. They weren't annihilated during World War II. The Lord will not let the Jews be annihilated ever. Now he's brought judgment against them. He's let even millions, he's allowed millions of them to die, but he has not allowed them to be annihilated like people have wanted to. Mordecai understands, he says with confidence, deliverance will come even if you won't step up, but it's going to cost us dearly. Continuing on. Then he says this most famous line, and who knows, but that you have come to your royal position 
for such a time as this. I think when he says this, he is thinking of Joseph. I think he is alluding directly to Joseph, and Esther understands this. When she hears this phrase through this intermediate eunuch-talking guy who's bringing these messages back and forth, when he says this, Mordecai meant her to understand this, and I think she did. Esther, you're like Joseph. You wouldn't have chosen this life, Esther. I wouldn't have chosen this life for you. Your father wouldn't have chosen this life. Joseph would never have chosen the life in the path that he was on. But the Lord chose him for that moment in time, in history. And he's saying, Esther, you're like Joseph. He's chosen you for this moment. He says, who knows? Maybe you are where you are. Maybe all of this has happened to you. Because the Lord wanted you there for such a time as this. For this this intersection of, of conflict and deliverance, like we saw with Joseph, we saw with, with David, like we saw with so many other points in the past, the Lord can supernaturally step in, Esther. When Esther hears this, it changes her mind. All of a sudden, I think all of, I, I doubt Now, again, the Bible doesn't say this. This is me. I doubt that up to this point, Esther has contemplated this reality. Stuff has just been happening to her. And when we're just going through stuff, we don't often have good perspective, right? They say 2020 or hindsight is 2020. Like looking back on things, we get better perspective. I don't think, again, this is just my opinion. I don't think Esther has had a moment to to really ponder why she is where she is and and why the Lord would have been doing all of this. And I think she's just been going with the flow. And I think it's this moment when when Mordecai says this and and alludes to Joseph. I think this is an obvious allusion to Joseph. And all of a sudden makes her stop and think, holy cow, he's absolutely right. The Lord has brought me to this place. I mean, I'm queen of this massive empire. The Lord did this in the same way that he, he elevated Joseph for this moment in time. And so then she responds, verse 15. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish, right? She's saying, you're right. I have to do this. I will take the chance. I will go. I will do exactly as you say, Mordecai. He hasn't wanted me. I'm afraid that if I go on it, uh, you know, uninvited, he's, he's going to put me to death. I think that my showing up after maybe he's moved on might cause him to feel guilt of the way he's treated Bashti and now me, that I'm kind of being swept under the rug and he's moved on to newer, younger things that might cause him some some guilt, anxiety, me just showing up. 
If I catch him on a bad day and be like, I didn't ask for you and want you and call for you, woman. Remember, he deposed Vashti. If I just show up, it could be seen as just as rebellious. But you're right. We're probably going to all die one way or another if if I don't. So I have to do it. So I'll do it. But do this for me. Pray and fast. Like this is this is a big deal. They've already been praying and fasting. They've already been doing this. And so now Esther is saying, you've all been praying and fasting for this annihilation thing. Now pray and fast three days just before I go to the king. I want, I, I want to make sure that we're doing everything to, to come before the Lord, to throw ourselves before the Lord before I go in and see the king. She's saying, I'm, I'm nervous enough for my own, my own sake that he might actually put me to death. Like she's serious. Right, and she knows better than anybody else. She's probably already heard of rumors of people coming in uninvited and being put to death. And she's thinking, this is this is for real, Mordecai. So pray and fast for me. Have everyone, all of the Jews in Susa, pray and fast for me. We'll do the same thing for three days. And after three days, I'll go to see the king. Verse 17. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. So we see that all of the Jews in Susa are going to fast for three days for Esther so that she can go before the king because she's basically just said, hey, he doesn't want me. He doesn't want me anymore. I need you to, even though I'm queen, I need you to pray and fast that he does not view this as the same kind of insulation, insolence as, as uh, with Vashti because she was just deposed. We we're not told that she was killed. Maybe she was. She might have just been locked away somewhere. But she's like, he'll he'll have me put to death. So pray and fast that he won't do that and he will hear me, that I will actually maintain this position that I have so that I can rescue all of our people. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.